He had a large face to match his broad body, and his head was half bald, crowned with a circle of strong curly hair. He had eyes you noticed. They were bright blue, and when he smiled they were alive, and his broken nose gave him a humorous look. But only his voice gave a hint of his reputation. It was a voice which had a hundred things in it, and a girl told me once she thought it was seductive. He had a way of offering something and pulling it back. Just when you thought he was laughing at you, he seemed to like you. About the time you decided things were going well, his voice would turn you away. I've taken a few punches on the head, but I still know voices. I've got a good ear, and I tell's voice had more than one accent. I could hear New York in it, and the theater, and once in a while, if he was talking to somebody from those parts, a trace of the South or the Middle West came into it. And with all of that, it was a controlled voice. Most of the time, he sounded like society. With the way he had of laughing at himself, he told me once that he picked up the English accent last of all. A long description, I know, but I had seldom liked anybody so much. I felt that he was a man like me, only many times smoother, and he knew more. Later, I learned that a lot of people saw I tell this way. Of all the rumors about him, and most people seemed to enjoy saying that his career was finished, I believed nothing. He drank a lot, but I never saw him drunk. His speech only became slow. That he took drugs was a little strong for me, and his reputation with women I would have been ready to share. More than once I studied the friendly attention he was able to give them. All the same, he was forced to be a lonely man, and a good part of our friendship was due to the fact that I looked for his company. At least I thought so. It was his habit to drive over to the open-air cafe in the early afternoon, and there, as I have said, he would drink. He would talk. He would look at his script. Once he had been a great friend of the manager of the hotel, but now he was waiting for the day when he would be asked not to enter the yacht club. You see, years ago I loaned the manager some money, and he's the sort of man who boasts that he never forgets a favor, I tell grinned. Right now... I find that a nice trait of character. For some silly reason, I like this place. Many days, nobody besides myself would sit down at all, and I would help him drink through the afternoon and into the night. It seemed he was never invited anywhere, or at least anywhere he wanted to go. Usually, I tell would get restless after a time, and I would go along with him on a round of the second-rate nightclubs and bars of the resort. All those hours were the same. Drinking friends would be found and lost. A girl might be picked up and dropped again. Once he almost got into a fight because a drunk insulted a bar girl who was sitting with us, and yet it was a kind of occupation. On we would go, hiding from our insomnia, not even trying to sleep until the dawn lifted over the desert, and along the rounds of our drinking, he drove himself like a man getting over a broken marriage. I could see him waste a day and then a night and do no more than answer a letter. I was told his story more than once, hearing it from former friends, false friends, and people who did not know him at all, but most of his story I got from Itel directly, for one of his qualities was the ability to talk about himself with considerable masculinity of mind. He was the only son of an auto dealer in a big eastern city, and his father was born of Austrian immigrant parents and started as a junk dealer. His mother was French. Itel was the first of his family to go to college. It had been expected he would be a lawyer, but while he was at school, he got interested in the theater and quarreled with his parents about his career. By the time he graduated, the argument was settled, 
His father had lost his money in the Depression. Aitel drifted around New York looking for work. He was not a good-looking young college graduate, and he was shy, and so he fell in love with the first girl who fell in love with him. She was studying to be a welfare worker, and she lived at home and wanted to marry him to get out of her parents' house. It was natural they should feel they were very much in love. She was political, his wife, and through her, through her friends, he studied radical literature, he talked politics. His wife worked in a bookstore to support him, and he wrote plays. He acted where he could. He got opportunities to direct plays in small theaters, and in the worst of the Depression, his own career grew. He was hired to put on a play in a government-sponsored project, and it was a success. A lot of people heard his name for the first time. He was a playwright, a director, an actor. He was offered a career in the movies. So he'd gone to the Capitol, and on a small contract to make cheap pictures, he had the good luck to be allowed an experiment. 